1: Hey, Club Scouts. It's your host, Michael, and your super producer, Riley. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, We just wanted to come in up top of this episode. Originally, we had a brand new episode planned, but as life sometimes uh, uh, happens, uh, I had to fly back to my hometown of Kansas City for a family emergency, and it threw our schedule into a loop. Uh, So we have instead a very fun Patreon unlock from BCC the other side. This mm-hmm. is our chat with our favorite two of our favorite guests of all time, Greg and Dana Newkirk. Mm-hmm. Um talking about their latest film The Unbinding, which Riley, we highly recommend our our club scouts check out. Yes.
2: Absolutely. I think it's their best work yet. And Greg and Dana are just legends in their field. And,
1: they really are. This yeah. is sort of the part two of the episode we had with them back in September. So, uh, if you haven't seen the unbinding, it's okay. You can listen to this without watching it. Uh, if you want to hit pause and go watch that, come back. That's great too. Either way, I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode and Greg and Dana do not hold back. They have some really cool revelations about the movie and the supernatural in general in this conversation. Uh, yeah. Uh, also mm-hmm. we have some exciting stuff happening in the clubhouse this week riley why don't you let everyone know what's going on
2: well we've slowly been trickling it out but it is now we've been, we we have soft soft launching but now we are full hard launching the bcc youtube we're going to be going back through the entire catalog and posting every episode from episode zero paired with a beautiful animatic uh, that yes. is uh, just gives you a nice little little backdrop while you're listening to your boys we
1: had a friend of the show and fellow club scout derek uh, cole uh Illustrate three awesome stills that are have been animated to accompany all of your episodes. So it's sort of like the BCC's version take on like Lo-Fi Cafe or Lo-Fi Girl. We're very excited about yeah. it. We could not be happier with the way things have turned out over there. There's also other videos that we've unlocked from the Patreon over there. There's stuff that uh, we've just thrown up from our live streams over there. And we're also including a new playlist of listener uh, videos, eyewitness videos that people have sent in to us that have accompanied past elf files episodes so there's Mm -hmm. a lot of content happening over on youtube right now and it really is starting to feel like a new wing of the clubhouse is being built. exactly i I almost had erected but i thought it might be a little too dirty
2: (laughs) it's not just another way to get the show it's a whole new experience of the show and it's including you guys too so keep sending us your eyewitness videos
1: That's right. Yes, please do. Bigfootcollectorsclub at gmail.com. Even if they don't accompany an L files, we can put them up there. Just give us a little description of what you're uh, witnessing and capturing in that video. We want those videos. It's a really cool way to compile your guys' footage into one cool spot. Uh, So there you go. Check out our YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. And check out this episode of... uh, The Other Side, with Greg and Dana Newkirk, you can hear more episodes like this one over at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Welcome
3: to Bigfoot Movie Club.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to... BCC, the other side, the parallel dimension of Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your alternate host...
3: Bryce Johnson.
1: And our ultra-terrestrial producer... (laughs) Riley Bray. And welcome, Club Scouts, to a very special installment of Bigfoot Movie Club. It's not often that we have the filmmakers uh, no. of the movie with us in the clubhouse. We are joined tonight by the stars of the very new and very spooky documentary, The Unbinding. You heard them on Wednesday's episode. Please welcome back Dana and Greg Newkirk. The Newkirks, welcome to the other side. Hello. So stoked to be here again. thank you for joining us over
3: here. Yes. We had
1: a blast going through the Elf files, but um, now we really get into, we get to dig into your files and we get to really figure out what's been going on (laughs) with you guys surrounding this artifact and everything that happened in the movie. Um, I'm just trying to, I want to jump in, but I think... Uh, We should do a couple things. One, why don't we have you guys... Tell us what the movie we could do. One of two things I have a synopsis that I pulled that I thought Bryce could read in a uh, sort of movie movie guy voice, yeah. <laughs> and, not, right? and, yeah and then uh, and then we could then just play the trailer to tease people about it, and then we could jump into a con. And, uh, you guys are probably sick of describing the movie yourselves, so maybe that's <laughs> a way to do it. I don't know what do you guys we think? could do it,
0: whatever, whatever you guys whatever need. Right. We're good. All right, okay, well, let's, great. let's
1: hear the synopsis of the unbinding, and then if you have anything you guys want to add to it before we play the trailer let us know great here
3: we go after finding a strange statue in the catskills hikers
2: become the target of chilling paranormal phenomena as the activity escalates occult researchers Greg and Dana Newkirk are called to uncover the truth
3: behind the haunted artifact
1: love now, it cues and you
4: right bro, up we're, we're just
1: gonna hire you for that from it's now like on. You're <laughs> a <professional> or something <laughs> yeah yeah so there you go that's basically the premise for the movie although there's much more to the movie than yeah, that much more very um, simple
4: very simple couple lines
1: but perfect does the job mm-hmm. yep yep so let's do this listener if you have not yet seen the film i suggest that you listen to this trailer and then you go watch where can people find it again remind everybody it's on everything right amazon prime apple tv youtube youtube google yep. play
4: Okay, In your
2: computer. In your computer. (laughs) However
1: however you're listening to this, you can probably watch it. So, (laughs) Riley, why don't we roll the trailer? And then when we come back, we're in full spoiler country, everybody. We're just going to get into it, all right?
2: Watch this movie before you come back. Seriously, do yourself a favor. Yeah, it's worth it. It's great. All right, here we go.
4: Back in January of 2016... There was a post to the Paranormal subreddit by a user who used a throwaway account to tell the story of how he and one of his friends found a strange effigy in the forest in the Catskill Mountains. They did what you're never supposed to do, and they took the effigy home with them.
0: A majority of the objects in the museum have been donated and a lot of them come to us from clients or people that we've worked with or people who really want to stay anonymous and they just have something that they want to get rid of and they feel as if there's something attached to them that they're frightened of.
4: Nine times out of 10, the things that people send us don't ever do anything strange for us. But that last 10% is where things get really interesting. And occasionally, there's 1% that changes the way that we think about haunted objects. This turned into a way bigger ordeal than we ever anticipated.
0: I felt like a small kid who was absolutely terrified
4: It seemed that the larger picture was coming into view. I mean, we basically promised the chrome that we were gonna take it back. I looked at Dana and I said, We can never do this again. We need to do something about this. Shut it. Never did I ever have anything happen like it did with the chrome.
0: I felt like I was literally looking at a living nightmare.
4: We failed. You have no control over her and you have no control over us, then it became maximum chaos. Oh, my God. We bind it to the nails, and we release it.
1: All right. You've been warned. We're getting into it. (laughs) So it turns out that the idol was... Um, just a, a a lonely spirit. Uh, that's very, very evil. No, it's uh.
2: <laughs> be that, careful. A, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Spent, we spent five years <laughs> making friends with her. Michael, <laughs> don't ruin this now.
4: Yeah, no. Uh, don't come calling me in the middle <laughs> oh, of the night, no.
2: telling me wet footprints
4: are going through your house. This is Seriously, the third rule that in our book. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah, right. I forgot
1: we're making rules. I'm breaking yeah. the rules.
2: <laughs> don't offend the spirit (laughs) yeah well
1: let's let's get the the obvious and annoying question out of the way right (laughs) up top because i'm sure people are wondering it i know you've been Mm -hmm. asked it before Mm -hmm. why not hellier (laughs) three
4: well fun fact uh, if people watch the dates in this film they'll see that this this actually all took place during hellier Mm two there are some scenes in the movie in fact that you'll notice we're wearing the same things as we were in scenes in Hellier 2 because oh, no
5: way. Yeah, we were crossover. doing the same
4: thing uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. So this w- this all happened uh, while we were doing Hellier 2. This was supposed to be out way earlier than it came out. Mm. Um, mm. But we are working on Hellier 3. We are. I can tell oh, you. Okay. Okay. Oh, we're wow. doing it right, right.
0: In, right now. Yeah, we've okay. been
4: shooting. Wait,
1: right now? Is this going to oh, be no. in Hellier 3? This is part of
0: it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Possibly.
1: <God. laughs> Maybe. We'll wait and That's see what happens. Let's see yeah, what kind of synchronicities you guys can generate during Nice uh, conversation uh, uh, great okay cool. Cool, cool, cool get it in cool great. Um, great just hold off long enough to send you guys some uh, BCC merch maybe you can wear it during <laughs> <Yeah>. the movie that would be great okay. who's to okay.
2: say
4: we're not going to already that's
2: true <laughs> actually will, speaking of wardrobe I did notice that sweet tin- twin temple t-shirt you were rocking oh yeah yeah,
4: yeah mm. we, uh, we very in- intentionally I wore a bunch of witchcraft related shirts throughout <laughs> yeah, oh, that's very so fitting
2: yes. oh, very
1: on brand <laughs> so where to begin with this movie I you know let's kind of start at the top I guess you know my question watching it is when Greg when you see a post like the <laughs> ones that the campers put on Reddit right I believe yeah. it was Reddit where you saw it yeah or or even when the artifact uh, arrived at your house how <laughs> do you know you're not or do you do, do how do you know you're not being set up here that this isn't some sort oh, of we like don't. LARP yeah version of creepy pasta. Cause that, that, you know, wh- wh- how, wh- how do you, how do you know? I mean, it's an excellent question, mm-hmm.
4: and the the answer is we don't. I, I think, you know, we get pretty good at picking that stuff out, but there's a reason why we spend so much time at the beginning of this documentary talking about how most of the stuff that we receive never does anything strange for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's reasons for that. I know that there's people trying to pull our leg all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. happens all the time. But you, this one had so much weird stuff happen to it that despite like here's the thing full disclosure i totally am ready for somebody to come out at some point after this movie is out because we're recording this before it's out and be like hey you found my art project congratulations or whatever right. you know right. or, or, Yeah or gotcha mm-hmm. yep but if you watch the movie, there's so much weird stuff that happens around it that yeah. I think that it's it, it even paints an even stranger picture of how the phenomena may work. If that's the case, yeah. Even in Hellier, David Christie's not a real guy. He doesn't exist right. there. He's right. not a real person. The stuff that we experience after that is very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I can never know whether or not somebody's pulling our leg until they admit to it, if they ever admit to it. But I think that the phenomena that happens through these stories and because of these stories is the part
1: that's really compelling to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, it's not like, okay, if this wasn't some binding of uh, an old god by someone (laughs) living in a cult in the Catskills, you know what I mean? If it's not. But you still you still get results, you know. There's still sure. activity. Then it's sort of like I guess when we were talking about earlier this week with the uh, with the with the L file where somebody wrote in about their fifth grade experience where someone drew a picture and then they ended right. mm-hmm. up seeing the entity and then they mm. see it a little absolutely. Like, I think I think what what. what where I'm going with this and what I think you guys are doing as filmmakers is it really is start. It it helps us reframe and especially the unbinding helps us reframe how we think about and interact with these paranormal experiences, because I do th- seem to think that it, there is something about this phenomenon that's like, okay, if you want to see a Bigfoot, you'll see a Bigfoot. If you want to see a ghost, mm. you'll see a ghost or, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but it may not play by the rules
5: Sure. Right. It may play by the
1: rules that you're inventing as you go along with your investigation. You know what I mean? And then what does that mean? That I things. think, I mean,
0: I was just going to say, I was totally going to agree with you. I think uh, more often than not, you see what we've seen over the years is people like when they're ghost hunting, for instance, if you have someone come into a location and they're ready to have an aggressive experience, often they'll have an aggressive experience. It's like, mm-hmm. So much of it is what you're bringing to the process. So you see you see it when you're when you know what you're looking for. You can really see it happening. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I've just this this movie was great for me just because I do feel like the narrative flipped and obviously the thing that's going to mm-hmm. be in every Jason Blumhouse, you know, produced movie where <laughs> the idol is evil and whatever's in it is right. evil and it's a demon mm-hmm. and Ed and, War- and, and Lorraine Warren have to cast it out. <laughs> I yeah. like that you do achieve a level of sympathy for whatever this entity is. As obviously you guys did too when In this journey, because again, this is, you know, we're watching an hour and a half, but this is five years for you guys. When in this journey did you start to go, maybe what's here is not something bad. Maybe this is more of a friend than a foe. I Mm -hmm. mean, that was a
4: gradual thing for sure. And, in you know, I've said this a couple times to people who have asked about this. I have a hard time watching the first half of the documentary now because my my beliefs about this stuff have changed so much this whole thing was ironically i wanted to call it a come to jesus moment but it's not quite that (laughs) (laughs) it's more a come come to mokosh moment where i'm i'm starting to realize that there are a few different ways that we can look at what we're doing we are engaging with a hoax that is manifesting Phenomena around us. Mm-hmm. We are engaging with somebody's attempt to bind something that they thought was evil, some form of witchcraft, or we are dealing with something, some weird other thing that is co creating a story with us as we react to what we're hearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I that scares me the most because I I start to believe that that's what a lot of paranormal phenomena well, is. Right. That's a
1: much better way of getting at what I think I was trying to say earlier, which is it's sort of like the pheno- you and the phenomenon are creating the narrative at the same time yeah, right? depending, depending yeah. on what it's like improv right yeah. it's an, imp- it's an yeah, improv sure, it's yes yes, you yes guys are anding. yes anding one another whether this thing <laughs> totally. starts oh as God. a fake prop or right. it sure. begins as the real artifact you know and <laughs> sure. that's what I'm saying I feel like that. this is what this movie is making me that. think about
2: ectoplasm mm-hmm. and yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. And, and, right. and I think
1: that's what that's what
4: when we started to realize what could have been happening, and again, any three of those things are, are equally fascinating, but that weird third, that weird third idea won't leave my head. The more mm-hmm. that we deal with this and the more I think about things that we've gone through, that other people we know have gone through that we see in some of the biggest paranormal stories uh, in history, yeah. there, there appears to be like a call in response. Mm-hmm. And, What I have seen a lot of and part of the reason why we 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 approached this movie the way we did is I don't think a lot of people are following it to a good end. And so for us, we thought, okay, if this is beginning to manifest, you know, let's let's figure out a way to bring this to its natural end in a way that feels good to everybody. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, hey, the universe goes, guess what? This is a carving of Mokosh. A weird Ukrainian goddess that we've never heard of before. Most people I don't think have ever heard of. And then, hey, guess what? One of the biggest experts in Slavic paganism lives right down the road from us here in Kentucky. You know, and then we go there and we see, you know, all of the Ukrainian stuff. One of the things that's not in the dock, that mountain... That the crone came from okay. has the largest Ukrainian cultural center in the country on the other side of that mountain. Right. Okay, wow. so
1: we know where it came from, or we can we can guess or assume where it came from. Then,
4: yeah, I mean, if there's a town named Ellenville uh, in in the Catskills, uh, the southern end of the Catskills, and. Part of what shocked us is when we got there, we saw all of the Ukrainian stuff, and Mm. we didn't. It took us a while to put two and two together. And when we came back, there's like that weird meta moment at the end of the documentary where, much to Carl Pfeiffer, our our cinematographer, director, editor, one man band, he, much to his dismay, is all iPhone footage (laughs) because we already put the nice cinema cameras away. (laughs) Uh Oh my God. (laughs) Is us finding out right then and there. As we thought, we were wrapping up the last shoot for this doc, a recreation yeah. scene. We're still in our recreation clothes. We find out, oh well, there's this other thing too called the Kikimora, which sort of accompanies Mokosh in a lot of these stories. Is an old woman, scraggly old woman, leaves wet footprints, really tall, so great. like mm-hmm. spooky stuff like that. The steals wet children, footprints,
1: man. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Steals so- kids. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like you can see why we, when we started to realize, like, okay, if this is a call and response, if we're playing catch with the phenomena. Let's finish this out in a positive way. And then maybe people who watch this will start to have that same kind of experience uh, when they are engaging with the phenomena, where they're careful what they feed it. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Well, and you guys were so careful. And I'm sure, Dana, this is probably where a lot of your expertise comes Mm -hmm. in. I mean, because this very witchy object. But then you have sort of this... This ability to sort of look beyond that, and you know, Mitch empathize Horowitz used, with to, it. yeah, empathize mm-hmm. with it. Mitch Horowitz used to have this idea that the old gods have been like dying for us to recognize them and come sure. back into our lives a little bit, and there's energy yeah. there. Do you think that? Uh, and, and and I think, you know, I love how you sort of eloquently summed up how you can get involved in sort of like uh, this thing becomes ritualistic in a sense, and it's mm-hmm. almost like the sum of your guys's magic practice makes this thing... i'm 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 getting off a tangent here but i guess my question was is how does being a witch sort of influence your approach to uh to use michael's term reframe this haunted witchy artifact
0: i think one of the things that started happening and it it really un- it was unfolding throughout this investigation was this recognition i think that you that all of us were really coming to in a lot of ways that our jobs as paranormal investigators or people who are retelling these stories, these stories of, of high strangeness or of people's personal paranormal experiences, that's a sacred role. It really, truly is a, a sacred role. And, and uh, at certain points in many of our ancestors, uh, it would have been a sacred role. This, the people who would have retold these stories would have been. Uh, responsible for them and they would have recognized mm. the the, res- the, the responsibility that they had
3: <laughs> but
0: that's the thing took Ooh. us a while it did it it really did and so i think one of the things that really started to unfold in all of our minds was this recognition of the responsibility that we had mm. uh and and i think that being a witch and being being someone who's pagan and uh, is really close to many really close to to many kind of magical stories i think that i began to recognize the responsibility of of telling a story like this and yeah. and what we needed to where we needed to be to to tell this story properly and so i think that was one of the biggest uh, it, it was it was the most helpful thing. I mean, being an occultist and being a pagan, being someone yeah. who's a magic practitioner, I, it was my wheelhouse. And so I I f- I think I became a lot more confident as this investigation kind of unfolded, and we kind of collectively as a group re- started to recognize that the sacred role that we have as mm. as people who retell these stories and share these stories and create. Create, you know, documentaries or television shows around these stories. There's, yeah, there's a weight to it. There's a responsibility, and and we're upholding a sacred uh, position, all of us. And no, so, you
3: get that. You feel that when you guys, yeah. you guys handle this w- with with such class and the responsibility that it comes. Sort of moving this whole topic of the paranormal forward, I think. Well, and you guys take such an authentic and uh, honest approach. It just comes out of every frame in the I- film. I think too,
1: like, and this is obvious in the movie as well. So it's not like I'm coming up with this idea, but it really does make me think about how, and you know, I grew up Presbyterian, uh, Bryce grew up Lutheran, Greg, I know you grew up uh, uh, Baptist, Baptist, and all of our horror and all of our paranormal stuff. At least here, I feel like in the in the decades that we're living. Living in in Western culture in the United States, it really is all funneled through this idea of good and evil based on Judeo Christian thought systems, yeah. right? Right. It mm-hmm. really is, you know. In a, in a way, it's you know you could call it like Christian privilege. You know what I mean? Where like it's <laughs> sure. this idea of like. There's the devil and there's angels, and the angels are fighting the devil. View. Yeah. yeah, and look, it works in some stories and it's great, but really we've barely begun to reframe, and I don't want to use that term too much, but like we've barely begun to look at horror and look at the supernatural and the paranormal through through different lenses and not through mm-hmm. that perspective. I mean, we talked about this recently on the show. Um with Ryan Sprague, uh, or about this idea of that, you know, the stuff that's happening with the UAP phenomenon at the Pentagon. There are so many people in the U.S. military that are highly religious and practicing Christians, mm-hmm. and they don't want to look into this stuff because they think it's demonic. Hey, demonic, mm-hmm. for sure. They and I think be, that's a narrative. They, they, we're might going right. to see more. Of it. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we don't I mean, know. Totally. But, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, you know, look. I'm just saying that when we <laughs> when we stop and think about the way that stories are told and especially horror horror is presented to us in in the generation it, it is uh, it's so often the devils behind it and you need some right. sort of angelic or godly power to banish that. Yeah. And we, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. I like that this movie is starting to just flip that narrative and go, "Hey, we should look at this in a different in a different yeah. way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nuance. Nuance. We want more nuance. And I, and I, you
4: know, our thing, our message has been for a while now, you know, I say it in the doc. I don't want to be the guy who comes in and drives your monster from out of your bed. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to. I want you to solve your own problems, and I can tell you what I use for my problems and yeah. how we go about this stuff. But the real point we're trying to make with not just the unbinding but with everything else is... A lot, because we, like, here's the thing, like you were just saying, I think that the paranormal genre is is widely made and consumed by people who are part of that Judeo-Christian worldview. And that's just how it is. It's how it's been yeah. for, I think, Ed and Lorraine Warren were mm-hmm. really a big part of yeah. pushing that narrative. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Laying that foundation
4: for sure. Totally. Big but time. if we can break people back out of that for just a minute. And they can maybe start to go, okay, why am I scared of the monster mm. in my closet? Mm. Why am I scared of the monster under my bed? Why don't I try talking to it?
0: Yeah, what can I learn about myself? Because it's funny.
4: And everybody we ask who's dealing with a paranormal problem, especially ghosts, we're like, well, have you tried talking to it? And they're like, no, of course not. All <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, well, right. what do you do when someone's not listening to you? You raise your voice. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's what's happening in a lot of those cases. But the point is not to not to scare people, but to make them be curious, because if they can become curious about the whatever's bumping in the night, mm-hmm. then your neighbor who has a different maybe gender identity than you or religious belief than you becomes way less scary mm-hmm. because right. stories are how we interpret the world. And for a long while now, we've been fed stories that are scary just for the sake of being scary. Yep. And there are stories about things that really define people's spirituality, what they think about life after death, what yeah. other intelligence might be out there. It feels Really counterintuitive to uh, creating a really curious, open,
1: and kind uh, society. Mm-hmm. So, how do you how do you remain curious in this and and still be safe? Because also there are bad people out there. You know what I mean. And <laughs> sure, I, there are, have to be malevolent entities out there. So how are you protecting yourself? How do you, how do you ask questions? You know, there's the old Bell Witch story of like, well, it grew in strength because they were knocking back and they were talking to it. Sure. And you know, one of the rules that we thought we should operate by is don't talk to the ghosts because it only gives them, you know, whatever, <laughs> it only gives them power. So how I can mean, I think that's a sound theory.
4: Yeah. But maybe it's not so much about not talking to the ghosts, but mm. more about what you're talking about with them. Right. So I think it's just changed the type of conversation mm-hmm. that you're having with these entities, because here's the thing. I think that if we had gone the stereotypical route with the crone and we had, uh, you know, because the stuff we were experiencing was straight out of that Reddit thread. Yeah. And if we had continued down that road, things might have gotten a lot scarier. Yeah. But mm. changing the kind of conversation we were having. Yeah. yeah. Change the type of things we were experiencing.
0: It, it really, I mean, it sort of started. This theory started when someone gave us years ago something that I mean they called it a Dybbuk box, mm-hmm. and we did a, a you know a bunch of research, and we really, really spent a lot of time digging into what a dibic box was, and we came to the conclusion and i mean at this point it's pretty well known that dibic boxes aren't a thing they just don't exist they were created by a, a horror author oh. in the early 2000s a dibic is uh, is something that exists within jewish mysticism but dibic boxes themselves are right. just sort of pop totally culture pop culture it's a mcguffin m- yes it's a mcguffin exactly
1: i keep i'm keeping but, a, a dibic in the dibic box
0: exactly and so but what was interesting is when this box was given to us we did experience strange things around it and so we started coming up with this idea that instead of treating it the way that you think that someone would treat it let's change our perception of it and that really it's a very like, Ghostbusters, we did Ghostbusters, yeah. like are you sleeping with it right like yeah. we, we definitely did went but it that worked route. yeah and so it was a matter of and i think that's one of the reasons why We're so uh, like fixated and obsessed with giving people empowerment, like leading people to empowerment places because we do have these weird experiences and we do have scary experiences. And, and again, as we talked about in the movie, sometimes those experiences are scary because they need to be scary and they help us grow and they help us change and evolve. But when we're empowered, we recognize that we we can have control over the environment in which we're having the experience in. So it's a matter of re reframing it or reshaping the
5: way that there, we think. There's it. also,
1: there's a good approach to that too that I think, um, obviously I'm not uh, an expert in like, Uh, child psychology but you know like the idea of there's there is a belief system you know there's 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 stuff to it where like if a kid is acting out at school or at home and they're told by their parents or their teacher that they're bad the kid starts to think i'm a bad kid and then they reinforce bad behavior because they're taught this is what i am i'm a bad thing So there's sense in uh, nurturing these things in a way that's like, okay, we're going to stop treating you like a bad kid and instead start treating you like a kid who's hurt, misunderstood, lost, has experienced trauma and is trying to communicate and work through those bad feelings. And how can we Mm -hmm. then help you out of this situation into, you know... Uh, borrowing from the Judeo-Christian thought system, send you towards the light. You know what I mean? Like,
0: right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So that makes. I sense. mean it.
0: Yeah, and it it's sort of uh, you know that was that was kind of the angle that we really we we took with it, and and we we kind of forced ourselves and asked ourselves to to change our perception. And I think inevitably, what ended up happening is really we we became more in tune with our humanity and i think that was what kind of became a guiding light through many of it and i think that 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 angle of kind of connecting with your humanity in that sort of way is a good way to traverse a lot of these spaces yeah if you that guys makes take, sense.
3: it does you guys take such a thoughtful approach uh uh, to the way that you guys sort of approach this phenomenon. You know, wh- what you're talking about, like treating like an object like that that has such a, a tainted and stained history, you know, and and sort of, uh, y- you know, thinking deeper on on how it could have gotten that way. And it's straight out of the lucid dream literature too, like, you know, to add to that sort of kid thing, when you're like, they say like, if you're being haunted by a nightmare in your dreams, you know, a monster, a, a whatever it is, you know, if you can get lucid, the only way to sort of confront that is to you know, is to confront it head on, look it right in sure, its yeah. eyes and be like, Why are you chasing me? What do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, who right. are you? It's to get yeah. to understand that monster and it and you know, like you guys sort of help reveal that it it can transcend ideas about you know, evil and and good and and light and dark. And you know what I mean, when you start to peel back those layers of 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 we all have darkness, you know what I mean? Of and course. underneath that darkness, yeah. there's there's light. and I think you guys do. Uh, such a great way at helping us to see that oh dark objects aren't always just uh, evil you know there's a story here and, uh, and and I love that I was just loved the movie man $5,000.
5: it Man, seemed, thank it you.
1: It seems like there was a big turning point in the I think it was a hotel room when you guys did the 3D sure. scanning. And right. Dana, you it's the Estes, Estes method. Uh, sorry, I can't pull it uh, off the top of my head, but you're communicating with something while they're scanning. And that really seemed to be a big turning point, not just in the film for the story, but for for you guys as well. Can you describe what was happening in that moment and and maybe stuff, something that we didn't see from that session? Because it seems like you guys were in there for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: think we that that was the second time I had ever done the Estes method, and at this point, I mean, I've probably done it for thousands of hours.
1: <laughs> we just
4: seen Connor do it in Hellier like a couple weeks before this. Yeah, wow, um, <laughs> right, right. On the yeah,
3: of that, that's amazing. Okay, it was,
0: it that's... was really, yeah, it was, it was sort of. I, it's weird because when you're the person who's doing it, you only get like <laughs> h- one half of the conversation. And right. you're just sort of like you're you're kind of in this liminal, isolated uh, space because it's kind of the point. But so you it, it's as if you're just sort of listening to just one half and you kind of are guessing at, at what's going on. So for me, it, it was very it was strange. It was a really isolating experience. It was like three. I was doing it for like three and a half, four hours. but yeah, a, a really long, long time. time really really long time to just be listening to like you know radio static and strange sounds but it was deeply uh, it was really emotional and and I couldn't even really follow what was going on I was really just trying to relay information as it was coming in but I I felt really emotional and it was uh it was it was sort of really impactful and I think you're absolutely right I think we left that experience kind of having that humanity switch like flipped on a little bit more and we were like oh maybe oh, we right. need to change the way that we are Right. Carl it. Pfeiffer
3: mm-hmm. at the premiere said he cut a lot of crying out. I remember. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of yeah.
2: crying on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Talk do you about feel-
1: that. Yeah. Sorry, Riley. Go ahead.
2: Well, just the un- like with the, the title, like the unbinding? Like, do you- is that partially referring to like sort of like the unbinding of your own beliefs and like the
4: 100 of- percent?
2: Wow, that's good.
4: And, and I mean, if people are, you know, we will give some of the secrets away. If people look at the the actual title, it's just a mirroring of The Conjuring mm, because yeah. it really is. It's, it's meant not just about the unbinding of the crone. It's meant about how we've unbound our own. Uh, feelings about ghosts, but also this movie is sort of story as ritual in a way where we're hoping to unbind people's preconceived notions about what these things are from mm. them through the act of watching this film. Yeah, and
1: there's still horror taking place. Like the, the oh my god, oh yes, no. Whoever... I was when I got home,
3: I was <laughs> well, legitimately <laughs> scared. I was like, I shouldn't <laughs> be thinking about that crone. Just, I'm gonna bring it here <laughs> just by thinking Don't about this. Don't bring it home, Bryce. Don't. Right. But
1: think I <laughs> about the horror of if you are the spirit inside this thing that has been bound sure. against your will from some, I don't know, extremist of some measure. You know what I mean? That's a terrifying thought. And yeah. Then, yeah. You know, it's. Do you and we guys
4: set out? We set out to make a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. was the idea when when we because originally this was supposed to be a half hour vignette that eventually turned into what our haunted objects podcast is, mm-hmm. which was just supposed to tell like stories and themes mm. attached to different items in the collection. But when we sat down to do this interview, uh, Carl was like, this deserves a bigger, a bigger telling. Like, yeah. we can't just put this on YouTube. This has to be something that we do in a bigger way. Uh, it's too good. And so when we sat down with him to figure out how we were going to tell the story, we wanted to make a horror movie very intentionally that would bring people into this experience mm-hmm. Uh, who were expecting the stereotypical like Ed and Lorraine Warren story, mm-hmm. but then like having it flipped on its head when they come back out, so that every time that they encounter that stereotypical Ed and Lorraine story, they can't look at it the same way again.
0: Yeah, at least they have new new tools and po- potentially new a new element that they can can look through yeah they they have a new lexicon that they can utilize for those types of situations because we just really haven't had them like we've been talking about tonight there's 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 been very few alternative uh viewpoints uh, that are that are highlighted when it comes to paranormal high strangeness research just paranormal research in general so and, and as someone who i wasn't raised religious i've i've been an occultist and a practicing witch for a long time. But I've also been really lucky to have lots of friends who are from different places in the world and have different religious backgrounds than I do. And they have different—being able to do that and and recognize that we, we have lots of different viewpoints that we can utilize as researchers. And I think— I I always tell people I think occult, I think every paranormal investigator should have somewhat of an understanding of the occult because I really think that it will give you a brand new way of even just an extra chapter that you can you can go through and use as investigators to observe what's what's happening when it comes to this strange phenomena. But it's it's a great thing. Yeah,
3: 100 percent. You know what I also love about it too is it tells us a little bit of of, of your guys's story and and how you met. some good stuff Yeah, I did kind of. I was like, it did touch me there. What's it like going on this sort of paranormal adventure together, you guys? Sort of doing this for as long as you've been doing and and making uh, such new ground. Dane and I ran rival ghost hunting websites as kids. We were
0: were mortal enemies. We were mortal
4: enemies. Canada
0: versus the States. And the truth of the matter is...
4: (laughs) I always had a crush on Dana. Like I, I just was bad with women. <laughs> I was bad with girls. Dana and her friends, when we made friends on the internet and you guys were like, oh, there's these cute girls from Canada, and there's they're like a mirror image of us. They want to come down and they want to come like ghost hunting with us at our places. What? We always joke about how that we were this is how bad we were with girls. This we this is such a true huge story. Nerds. I've seen the
1: early footage of you, Greg, and your crew running around. You're a pretty rambunctious, just
0: causing Dorks. chaos everywhere.
1: Didn't know <laughs> what, we
4: totally unscared of ghosts and monsters, <laughs> but, but terrified of girls. Yeah, sure. well, yeah. when they relate. said they wanted to come down. We all, all of our grandparents died the same time. <laughs>
0: Every Everybody's grandparents died that weekend. They we were quote like,
3: unquote died. Right, we are right. like, that's... Oh. We were oh. Oh. the <laughs> <family> food, <laughs> the water. It just, you're not going to believe do this. It. <laughs> can't do it. it's been
4: it's been a reschedule. We in got <laughs> town uh... Yeah, exactly. And of course, it was obvious to you guys. You guys we were, were like, like oh, what a bunch of dicks. All right. And then, yeah. And then they got a television show and we were so butthurt about it that we were just like, we can't be friends with them. Them. And part of it was, Dana had a boyfriend. She was a few years older than I am, which, when you're 16, is a much yeah. bigger deal. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. oh yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna burn I this bridge. Her. Yeah, yeah. And that way, she can't hurt me. Oh my. God. And now, and now we're, we're married. Now we're married. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. But it's been great because you know Dane and I, we really do complement each other really well. Our different backgrounds, we, we
3: can.
0: I say we enable each other. Well, maybe that's yeah. true. Yeah. The, the likelihood of what's going on here. Find well, someone as well,
3: it crazy like as you, you guys are. are having fun too. You know.
1: Yeah,
0: we are. Yeah, it, yeah.
3: that's I'm always not. the goal. If
4: we're not having fun, we we're doing do something it. wrong. Yeah.
1: I don't know who's the lid and who's the pot, but you guys found each other. You're completely set for sure. <laughs> <seems>. true, yeah, <sighs> I wanted before we before we say goodbye. There were, were a couple things from the quick questions from the movie that I wanted. Uh, jumping back yeah. on the crying bit, uh, I did love when Carl said that at the Q and A. That last ritual that you guys do did look very emotionally taxing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what yeah. were some of those emotions that were coming up during that? I mean, it was oh a release, honestly, and 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 compassion,
4: and and sort of, you know, we had this thing that had scared us so much, had scared so many other people. People had had terrifying experiences with this thing, plenty of which got cut out of the film. Right. Like people were claiming they were having car accidents mm-hmm. after interacting with this. Their eyes would burn, their throats would close up. Weird. Scary, scary stuff that we yeah. experienced. And by the time that we got up that mountain, it was such an arduous trek we just did an interview with uh, the ellen ellenville local newspaper Oh, awesome. and w- they could recognize the hike mm-hmm. and she was like it's weird because it's it seems like it's on the wrong side of the mountain the place we were going was on the other side of the mountain this was the only way we could get to it oh, and she okay. couldn't believe how far we hiked miles wow. out of yeah. the way hell yeah <laughs> So we were exhausted yeah. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I would argue. And so when those nails came out and that noose came off, and there was that like weird static pop in the air, and then we looked down, and this thing is just a piece of wood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything that 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 either, you know, we had attached to it, other people had attached to it, was was attached to it naturally because something wanted its story told. Whatever was in that thing was gone yeah. at that mm-hmm. point. And it was such a sense of release that we all just started sobbing. Because yeah. it felt like a big, big thing had
1: been accomplished. And you've yeah, been carrying it, it with you for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, Years. this is like a years-long process. yeah.
0: I think in the documentary, Tyler I think describes it the best, and he says holding the crone and being around the crone felt like being around a a live grenade, and that's Mm. like that feeling, Mm. that apprehension, like kind of. And after a while, it became you know we were just we were hyper aware of it at all times, and I think in that moment, in that instance, when the ritual, when that part of the ritual was complete, it went from it. It felt like we were at a funeral. Like it really everything changed. The it became somber. Everyone was quiet. There was a there was a a lot of reflection happening, and it felt—you uh, could feel it. You could feel that 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 sort of reverence that you feel in those kinds of instances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got it
3: sure. as a, as an audience member watching it too. It was such yeah, a great a, it's really great well moment. Done. And it's so great to see Tyler in there uh doing yeah. his master technician work, <laughs> man. It's like what a you have some really great characters in this film. I love the new addition of the guy who does the crafts the 3D uh imaging. What was his yeah, name? Yeah, Jason. Uh, Jason. He's the guy yeah,
4: who, who, who did he did the, the alien abduction yeah, experiment, say, experiment too. He's oh the my one God, who did the U- right. the yes. re- recreation
1: yes. of the alien abduction which Terrifies so great. me. Yeah. We, keep, we keep we keep joking about it.
4: how he's the Phil Coulson of the Planet yes. Universe, where he's just, <laughs> like, <laughs> ah. tying it all together. Yep. You guys um, got a
3: great crew over there. Yeah, we're visuals, very
4: fortunate. So yeah. We're very fortunate to have really talented uh, Incredibly friends, talented. Uh, who, yeah. You know, between, like, Carl, who's just, I mean, his eye's incredible. He makes stuff that punches well above our weight. And, mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, people like tyler is a great artist who could help us do this insane thing that like when i asked him i'm like tyler can you can we do this he's like oh no it's no no special effects guy would ever do this you have to be have a heated shed and he's like well fuck it let's do it anyway
1: (laughs) 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 so what's happened since any updates like have you ever had facetime with the hikers who found it have you know are they like are they aware of this move? you know like i'd be interested to see if it comes mm-hmm. back to them in any way or how are things with the any activity with the recreation of of the mokosh uh, statue anything
4: first off no contact with the hikers mm-hmm. i tried so many times and it was a throwaway account so right th- who knows it's probably just not been used I tried so many times to get in contact. I'm hoping that when this movie movie comes comes out, out, Mm -hmm. they will see it and maybe we'll get a little more context about this thing. Or maybe the person who made it will reach out. Mm. You know, the other weird thing about this, this is something we didn't mention. When we were hiking up that mountain, we met two women who were coming down from the hiking path and they asked us what we were doing and we were very honest with them oh no <laughs> <laughs> well
3: i'm glad so, you asked what we're actually doing is an unbinding it was exactly ritual. like that literally. and they're
4: like what are you nuts <clears throat> like you 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 know there's cuz we went well beyond the path right they told us an interesting piece of information which is that uh, the the creator of the blair witch project lives down the road no way oh my god that's That's what i'm talking about yeah with that weird kind of stuff yeah well the cat skills
1: are weird i mean lots of weird activity happening there yeah yeah yeah
4: so there's you know that i think there's definitely a possibility there could be a sequel to this because Mm. we don't have all the answers yeah
0: there was uh i mean there's bits and pieces from the that long estes method session that we did that has sort of never been answered so even then like if we could get answers on that that would be amazing
1: a nerd
2: for, a sort further of a... movement on on bidum yes exactly that's, that's
0: exactly what we're hoping for riley,
1: yeah riley had a theory about bidum that it's i want yeah, to hear it
2: the, it's an anagram of unbind if the sort of the m is two n's get then, the uh, fuck
1: out of here are you serious Did oh you look at the title <laughs> Riley was looking at the poster. And he yeah. goes, huh. I was like
2: looking. I was like bidum b i d u m. Like if the m is oh my actually god! two and it's unbind. And I was like, oh, it's like it's like calling out, like pleading, like please, like unbind, 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 unbidum, bidum, 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 bidum. Was, Oh my like, god, Riley. it's like a
0: Hodor scenario. Yeah, like, it's, Hodor, yeah. it's
2: Hodor exactly. Ah, it's 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 a Hodor. It's Hodor. You basically it's a Hodor. Oh, yeah. oh my god, yeah.
0: that's incredible. <laughs> the
4: yeah. best, the best thing that we've got. I mean, until now, no. that's
1: pretty wild, right?
4: <laughs> the The best thing we'd heard so far, uh, one of the screenings, mm. somebody was able to find out that Bidum is an old English like nickname for William. William. Mm. Oh,
5: yeah.
4: But I it's love old, that. it's... So who knows? But man, you That's just could creep me out, dude. <laughs> did
0: you and guys...
4: Then, like, uh,
1: Spirit oh, yeah. calling out. No, no, know? go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, did you ever think about uh, recreating or putting, inserting the... You know how the water... The the thing that the carry the that the Mokosh statue was missing a piece, that was the oh, water yes. carry, the vessel, right? The vessel. Did you ever consider mm-hmm. yeah. like plugging that into? You know, I was like, maybe they'll plug a vessel into there. and mm. See, you know, that's a happens. great idea. We've not tried that, but
4: what we're going to do, kind of in that same vein, is the only pieces that we have left are the nails and the noose. Mm -hmm. The original, like, they just felt like the sources of the negativity. Mm -hmm. We want to put them in a, um, like, a clear acrylic of the crone, as to say that she... It's right. holding them, yeah. Right. And, and, and oh, instead that's of vice cool. versa, mm-hmm. right. so you can still see those original pieces when we have it on display, but it's inside her like ghostly form. Yeah, I like that's that. That's cool. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That
1: noose looked pretty new to me. I feel like Very. that. Yeah. I feel like this <clears throat> thing was freshly bound before. Yes, it was. Ground. Ground.
3: And
4: here's the I only like place that. we talk about it in the doc. The we went to so many like we went to like Lowe's. We went to uh, you know the the what do they call that? The Hoover Do It Center or whatever it's called? I don't mm-hmm. know. All the different little, uh, little hardware stores to try and find the exact nails mm-hmm. and the exact noose and we couldn't find them anywhere. And it was by luck. We went to Walmart mm-hmm. just to see and they were both the same. That's incredible. So, I love and that. The, the only... Big store at the base of that mountain That's is a Walmart. It was. makes it
1: creepier that it's a Walmart. Yeah. It does. You know it does. what I mean? Adds That's a Walmart like kind of sort store. Of. I, yeah. like, yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. It so sure. you do that like serial <laughs> killer going out to
3: buy uh-huh. duct tape <laughs> no. feeling. No, you know? you know what it is, Michael? It's like, oh, this is planet. really <laughs> happening because people, <laughs> yeah. people shop for that type of shit at Walmart. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh this is real. shit just got real.
4: The other question you asked was if we'd experienced anything strange afterwards. The weird thing was, there hasn't been any. There's little kind of like hints here and there, but the craziest stuff was happening while we were shooting the recreations. Yeah. Mm. While we were shooting the recreations, everyone was getting drops of water like, on their head and down their neck crazy. to the it's point just where out you out of could, nowhere, out of nowhere, this is indoors. No. I think yes. Carl
0: was editing at some point, and a droplet of water just no. landed like no, onto no, the no, po- no. like top yeah, of his hands. Yeah. There was a lot of that weird. Out of nowhere, dripping water no, stuff. No, no,
1: no, 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 <laughs>
4: There's a friend of ours who is a screenwriter. And before the doc was ever... Like, we hadn't shown anybody. No one knew about Mokosh. No one knew about any of that. He saw one of our presentations uh, at a at a, a paranormal event. And he came up to us and he's like, I think this could be a really cool horror script. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, I trust you. You're a friend of ours. Go ahead. You can take a crack at it if you want. But there's some stuff you should know about this. So we told him before anyone else and I think he misinterpreted what we were trying to tell him. Uh-huh. And when we read the first draft of this, Mokosh was the bad guy. Uh-huh. And I like oh, immediately no, 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 no. called him up and I went, no, 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 no. You can't do this, you can't do this. Right? We've spent too long making friends with Mokosh. And you know what he said? He was like, I was just getting ready to call you because as soon as I sent this off, I had an infestation of water bugs oh, in my house. No. Fucking crazy. Uh-oh. In L.A. In too. L.A. Yeah, that's weird. I don't weird. like any of weird.
1: this. No, 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 no. no, no so that. uh, that's why I was like, careful, careful, yeah, Mike. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. A few
2: fans over here, Mokosh. <laughs> <costumes.
1: laughs> Just a joke. I was being ironic. So great. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do well, get that
3: feeling, like even coming home, you're like, okay, there's there's rules to thinking about this, that thing. You know but what it is? I, I, I go ahead. I, I really do think that, you know,
4: regardless of whether it was this was a manifestation of all of the projections people put on it, whether sure. this was something that was already existing there, or whether it was, you know, something else. I really do think that this time and place was a time and place when Mokosh is trying to Reemerge or mm. make her presence known to a wider audience. And it's very funny to me <laughs> that no matter how c- wildly different the projects that we're trying to make are, you know, one of them's about goblins in Kentucky, yeah. one of them's about a, you know, weird crone in the Catskills, they keep coming back to old gods. Yeah. I was it seems thinking that yeah. the old gods th- are thing. trying. Yeah. To come back. I love this. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the stuff that we're doing in the third season of Hellier is even weirder in that aspect, too. Yeah. Uh, which is the most anyone knows about Hellier 3, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right oh, right my now. God. It's so true. It we're behind happening. the paywall here. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It I love happening. that. It keeps happening. don't good. And I don't know how to explain it other than there are there are intelligence out the intelligences out there that really want their stories told mm-hmm. and I don't think they've been told for a while it wow. feels cyclical yeah. it
3: feels like the the timing of the old guard is ready mm-hmm. to come down a, a, a little bit and there's a new emergence and it has this divine feminine undertone too and uh, sure I, I, I liked I like this
2: reemergence of the gods uh, me cool too this is, this is great I so. also couldn't help but think about just like everything that has now happened in Ukraine since yeah. you guys started making this film and this idea of this divine feminine old god being unbound from like ancient Ukrainian belief like before this horrific war starts mm-hmm. happening you know it's just like it's you I can't mean,
1: not think about it watching the movie you can't obviously. not make yeah. draw yeah. that connection yeah. Yeah. yeah just like whoa that's a
2: strange a conne- strange synchronicity strange uh, whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. We
4: we could have we know we could have Pointed more attention to that, but it felt it didn't you feel like it feel was exploited. Ex- it felt no, exploited. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. just don't have to let it be. We're thinking about it. Yeah. I yeah. think people. It's but bad. there are articles. There are news articles out there about how Ukraine has embraced their old gods through this conflict. And oh, one of them is yeah. Mokosh. That's <laughs> fucking Man. right. And that it's really it seems that archetype yeah, is, is is reemerging not just there, but in other parts of the world, maybe because it's really needed right now.
0: Yeah. <gasps> it's that nuance, right? It gives us th- with new with reintroducing ourselves to these archetypal kind of experiences, we we have new we have that nuance we have we have the ability to to move through life with with new ways of looking at things, and I think that's a really beautiful thing.
3: Yeah, it's great. well said. Well, well, well we're, we are fans of your yeah. guys. I mean, you guys ever you know from from Hellier to your Haunted Objects podcast to the Unbinding movie, everything you guys do has this quality. Of, of honesty and authenticity that I think is, that's what people are responding so much to what you guys are doing. You guys are just, you guys are putting it out there in such a, an incredible, real and honest way. And, and I, think I love are the, like,
1: yes, I, <laughs> I love the improvisational approach to the investigation. Yeah, like, the <laughs> that's yes, great. Good. Like keep, Keep at it, you know. It's it's. There's a lot of no. Well, sure. <laughs> right, right.
4: Yeah, it's supposed to
3: be yes no, and right. yes. And. Maybe that right, makes right. us bad improv
4: uh, <laughs> artists, but, but you guys definitely a lot of like I don't like the storyline. Yeah. 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 I can see you guys yeah. teaching
3: like an improv ghost class, like how to speak with, how to do yeah. improv with spirits.
1: I think that's just ghost hunting, my friend. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. I think right. so. Well, uh, the unbinding, I think collectively gets a ten out of ten. Old Chrome, from yes. the Bigfoot wow. Movie Club. This is a, a everyone check it out. I look I, again. Yeah, I, love it. I love Hellier. I love Hellier too. Viewing. I think this is your best work so far. Mm. It's uh, mm, so really, thanks, really thanks, awesome to just see, and it's part of a longer, uh, larger conversation as well. So, um, if you're a fan of Greg and Dana's work and you've listened to all of this and you have have watched the movie go check it out it's it's so yes, good we hi- highly recommend it required it required viewing for bcc i would say yep. mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's canon
1: yeah it thanks canon. guys thanks. awesome thank you so much for doing this uh you know where to come when hell three or whatever next uh, comes out in between is ready of course we're gonna want to talk about it with you guys greg dana newkirk thank you so 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 much for being here and thank you for inspiring us too as creators like we i walked out of the movie i'm like all right boys what are we gonna go do this is cool you know (laughs) let's go make some totally inspiring yes Yes, fantastic let's make some shit you know what i mean it's yes Yes. like in all seriousness it's so cool As you know you guys are outside of the hollywood system you guys are doing this and running circles around some of us Uh, so congratulations on on getting it done and making stuff you know that is a huge accomplishment uh, in and of itself. So well done.
4: Oh, well, you guys thanks. are the best! Thanks for thanks, thanks for making us it feel good.
1: Means a lot, it really does. Yeah, and when can we go on a, a hunt with you guys? An investigation? <gasps> I yeah. want yeah. to. Where do we figure doing? it out? Yeah, okay, do we'll it. do it. We'll make we'll it. 20, Seriously, 24. I'm not right. kidding. Absolutely. No, the okay. time's come. Done. We'll make it. We'll bring it. the god, god helmet. Yeah, the god helmet. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll come to you. We'll try. You guys do the god. Let's do it. No, I have
3: to try the god helmet. Done. All right, we'll get real weird. Right? You can communicate it dirt and synth and with your synthesizer. Yeah the god yes. helmet. Ooh, okay. Yes. 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 Go. Go. Brian, oh my God, guys. We're at least in god mode. What are we going to do? <laughs>
1: well, our, our grand plan
4: is we just want to make enough money off of the unbinding To buy a float tank for get- the basement yes. oh, So Dana yes. can love it. really become a psychic
3: weapon <laughs> I'm listening yes. I'm working on it I'm, I'm getting like dog dog man yeah. Yeah. You yeah. lawnmower man visuals Remember lawnmower man like in his basement like.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm still a psychic spy in training yes.
2: I'm working on it. Oh, <laughs> so I love here. it Let's make this happen Guys <laughs> Donate Watch
1: Whatever you have to do Let's <laughs> Whatever get it takes, we'll Sensory deprivation Do it I knew this We're on it Alright all right, thanks everybody. uh We love you guys. Where there's love, there's kisses. Thank you, Patreon. And thank you, Greg and Dana. Thanks, guys. Oh,
3: awesome. Oh man, we awesome. appreciate you guys so Likewise. much. Oh man,
4: we appreciate you guys. You guys, this is.